All right, so today we're going to be talking about um, one of the most common food chemicals that we see in a whole range of foods and a very common PAT treatment that we do in clinic, um, which is amines or biogenic amines. So we'll be chatting with one of our naturopaths and um, PAT practitioners, Stephen Judge, to rack his brain about these elusive chemicals. Cool. So do you mind starting off with um, basically what are amines? Yeah, no worries, Jess. So amines, uh, biogenic amines are naturally occurring food chemicals um, and they're formed within foods due to the breakdown of proteins within the food. So um, when proteins are broken down in the food, uh, they might begin to age or ripen. Mm -hmm. um, so they're also broken down in foods when foods are processed or grilled or charred uh, in foods that age or mature yep. or ferment. So, for example, um, as avocados and bananas ripen, they become much higher in amines. Uh, they're very high in aged and processed meats such as salami, smoked fish, bacon, ham, aged beef, prawns, meat pies. Yep. Uh, any foods that are browned, charred or overcooked will have very high amine levels, uh, for example, like in meats. Mm. Um, and amines are very high in fermented foods such as sauerkraut and pickles, vinegar, tempeh, tamari, um, some other major culprit foods mm. um, are aged cheeses, yeah. uh, tomato and tomato products, wine, coconut products, mm -hmm. uh, berries, all dried fruits, olives, mushrooms, stocks, uh, olive and avocado oil, apple cider vinegar. So you can see they're not like bad foods, no. foods that are bad for you. Um, they're spread out amongst many healthy plant-based foods yeah. and oils. Mm. Um, they're very high in leftovers, yep. like leftover meats, um, yep. anything in As the they tin. they sit there and sort of... Yeah, yeah, and so proteins kind of break down and form yep. this food. Yep. Yeah, It sounds like it sort of makes food tasty. As yes. well, anything like with the charring and adding flavour and fermented foods and things like that, it seems yeah. it can be related sure. to that. Yeah. So when, what does it mean to be amine intolerant? And so would they be reacting to all these kinds of foods? Yeah, so I guess the term amine intolerance uh, basically means someone's body isn't able to process an excessive amount of amines consumed in the diet. Mm -hmm. um, and the amount of amines someone can handle at any period will vary between individuals. And there can be a cumulative effect in the body. So everyone will have a different threshold. So this can sort of turn out to be random flare-ups or seemingly random. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you might have something for breakfast and be fine, but after lunch you might start to get symptoms because you've kind of reached your threshold. Or someone might react after breakfast too. They might be really sensitive. A daemon intolerance is not an allergy. We're, dealing, we're not dealing with an immune system reaction, but rather what's happening is when someone is intolerant to amines, the amines are irritating nerve endings in different parts of the body. Uh, particularly in the gut. So it's more involved with the digestive system. Yeah. And the reason why people are experiencing symptoms and reacting to these naturally occurring amines is that the person is having trouble breaking down and eliminating these chemicals from the body. So I guess just to emphasize again, they're not bad chemicals. Like we should actually be able to, to handle these. They should be completely harmless. Mm. But due to a variety of factors, people start to become intolerant to them and start to experience amine intolerance. So what might be some of the reasons that people develop an amine intolerance? Yeah, good question. So some people do have a genetic predisposition. So mm -hmm. those with a defective MAO SNP, 
or that basically means a genetic variation yeah. um, that can cause the breakdown of amines to be drastically slowed down. Mm. So this increases the potential for amines to build up in the body and cause negative reactions. Yeah. So people can have um, genetic variation in this MAO SNP. So MAO stands for monoamine oxidase, mm -hmm. uh, which is an enzyme that is made in the liver. Mm -hmm. And so this enzyme uh, works in the liver to help clear amines and uh, metabolize them out of the body. Yeah. And so it's for this reason that if people have trouble clearing a specific type of amine, uh, for example, called tyramine, mm. that this amine sensitivity can cause increases in blood pressure. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so people who take MAO inhibitor medications, mm -hmm. which are an antidepressant. Yeah. Um, They'd be more vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. So they need to monitor potential side effects, such as an increase in blood pressure, and also watch their intake of high tyramine foods, yep. such as soy sauce, alcohol, cured meats. Mm -hmm. Because the medication is also impairing the ability of the body to clear the amines, mm. which is done on purpose because there are neurotransmitters that are amines. Mm. So the medication is essentially trying it's to hold on to these. Yeah. yeah. But that, I guess that has side effects in mm. other areas. A flow-on effect, yeah. Yeah, mm. so there's kind of a genetic uh, potential predisposition with mm -hmm. liver function and enzymes and stuff like that. Um, but another major underlying factor has to do with the state of someone's digestive function and gut microbiome health. Yeah. Uh, so if someone has gut dysbiosis, which simply means someone has an imbalance, a microbial imbalance, mm -hmm. so of the so-called good and bad bacteria in the gut uh, in favour of the not so good. Yeah. And so dysbiosis can be an underlying factor that's driving not just amine but many food intolerances mm. due to the fact that when gut bacteria are out of balance, we're not breaking down our food properly. And if the dysbiosis is bad enough, it eventually leads to leaky gut or increased intestinal hyperpermeability. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, as we know, um, what's going on there is that instead of kind of, you know, the gut wall should selectively allow very tiny particles to pass through the lining of the gut. It's where we, di where we digest and absorb all our vitamins and minerals. Yeah. Uh, but what happens is these larger food molecules should not be passing through the gut lining, but they do. Mm -hmm. And this drives a lot of inflammation in the body. And when there's all this systemic inflammation in the body and especially the lining of the gut wall, people don't break the food down properly and there becomes a huge burden on our detoxification organs. Yeah. So it's much, uh, a lot of extra burden on the bowels and the liver. So again, it comes back to being quite sluggish with breaking down the amines and getting them out yeah. of the liver and the bowels properly. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So what are the key symptoms to look out for with amine intolerance? Yeah. So one of the key big symptoms that we see a lot here at Health and Wellness Australia that may signal potential amine issues and migraines and headaches. Yeah. Uh, so the reason for this may be in that amines are referred to as being vasoactive. So that basically means that amines act directly on small blood vessels mm -hmm. um, to dilate, which means that they cause, they cause blood vessels to expand. Mm -hmm. And so when blood vessels in the body expand, um, there's these nerve fibers around them which get stretched and yeah. this causes the release of all the inflammatory chemicals that cause a lot of uh, the feelings of pain in the body. Yeah. So vasoactive amines also cause smooth muscle contraction, which can drive headaches too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So headaches and migraines are a big one. 
Um, other key symptoms include behavioural issues in children, but particularly aggression. Yeah. Uh, whereas other kids may have food intolerances which drive hyperactivity and silliness, um, and this may have to do with kids having too much dopamine in their system and yeah. not clearing it well because excess dopamine can actually drive a lot of aggression. Mm. Um, heart palpitations, nausea, vomiting mm-hmm. are all quite common with amine intolerance, which may be very much related to the particular amine called histamine. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on the radar for amine intolerance um, is having eczema, hives, mm-hmm. and IBS-like issues. Okay. Yeah, so you've mentioned sort of a few of the different types, like are there different types of amines? Yes, mm. yeah. So I briefly mentioned tyramine before, uh, which is found in soy sauce, sauerkraut, cured meats, uh, the aged cheeses, alcohol, dried fruits, tofu, nuts. Mm. Uh, so when we ingest tyramine, the body, what happens is we ingest tyramine in foods and the body responds by uh, the adrenals produce adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Because, so this is how it affects blood pressure. Yeah. Uh, and it also causes the release of lots of dopamine, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, some of these foods like cheese and alcohol are kind of addictive. <laughs> yeah. People, um, yeah, they get addicted to these foods. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, and excess dopamine, like I said before, can contribute to a lot of mm. rage and anger. Yeah. You know, um, you can have too much of a good thing. Yeah. A lot of people trying to boost their dopamine, which yeah. is, yeah, totally necessary but some people actually um have excess mm. so a lot of it come down to potential amine issue um and issues with metabolism of yep. amines in the body mm-hmm. this is why kids may be very aggressive as yeah. opposed to being hyperactive yeah uh, but yeah so low tyramine diets are commonly recommended for people to trial who have a lot of chronic migraines yep. due to their effect on blood vessel dilation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's tyramine is a well-known one. Another yep. very well-known one, which we've discussed before here, is histamine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we know histamine is involved in the body's immune and inflammatory responses. So yep. it's most commonly known as kind of being part of that allergic response. Yep. You know, it manifests as hives, asthma, redness, typical hay fever symptoms, and we itchiness. Take, yeah, and we take antihistamines. Yeah. Yeah, all those kind of things, yeah. Yeah, mm. and it does, histamine has other roles in the body, like it regulates gastric acid secretion, gut motility, neurotransmitter yeah. function. Uh, so histamine can also cause symptoms like nausea. Mm. And slightly different to tyramine, it can cause people to experience lower blood pressure and a regular kind of heartbeat. Uh, But similar to tyramine can be a big driver of migraine and headaches. Yes. So the list of histamine-containing foods um, can come as a shock to people because they're, like, in so many different Mm -hmm. foods. Again, Mm -hmm. they're not bad. Yeah. Yeah. you know, many people look and are like, that's my entire diet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And it's my, interesting that it's a lot of people um, are surprised to find that it's actually naturally occurring in foods yeah. as well. It's not just something that was is produced in the body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, the big culprits of histamine are fermented foods, mm-hmm. alcohol, uh, citrus fruits, avo, eggplant, spinach and tomato, all nuts, mm. Aged cheeses, again, yep. cured meats, uh, shellfish, chocolate, mm. miso, vinegar, black yep. and green tea. You know, so it's quite a big list. Yeah, an elimination diet would be hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So here at Health and Wellness Australia, we test and treat people for amines. 
um, which for an amine treatment includes histamine, yep. but histamine has so many other important factors and stuff going on that we actually have a whole separate histamine treatment yeah. if it comes up for someone because it just works so well. Especially when there's just hyper-reactivity to a range of things. Yes. It's often a clue that there's something going on with histamine. Yeah, so a combination of an amine but then a histamine-specific yeah. treatment on top of that, like people respond mm. to that extremely well. Yep. Yeah, and so there's tyramine and histamine. Another very well-known amine is known as phenylethylamine, mm -hmm. or it's kind of referred to as PEA for short. Yeah. Um, so PEA is found naturally in our brains mm -hmm. and functions as a neurotransmitter again, um, and it releases all the feel-good hormones like mm -hmm. serotonin and dopamine. Yeah. Um, it's also commonly referred to as the molecule of love, <laughs> which sounds really groovy, right? Yeah. Um, so the molecule of love, because it's because of its role in stimulating our natural endorphins and feel-good chemicals, so you know, that are mm. really amplified when we first meet a significant other and yeah. fall in love. Mm -hmm. and it's that kind of initial period mm. of intense happiness and yeah. feeling good. All the chemicals, yeah. Yeah, mm. so the love molecule is great. Mm. However, if you're sensitive, it could be a trigger of migraines and headaches, mm. which many people who eat chocolate uh, find. Uh, they experience regularly, so they can't eat much mm. chocolate. Mm -hmm. So what's great about doing a treatment is, like, PEA is in the amine kit, but, um, you know, people can start their love affair <laughs> with chocolate again, so that's cool. Don't have to give it up. <laughs> no. Um, so there are a range of other amines, um, including those neurotransmitters, so serotonin and dopamine and adrenaline, noradrenaline people mm -hmm. might be treated for. Uh, theobromine, kind of commonly found in uh, cocoa yep. and coffee. Uh, octopamine. That's but, the octopus one, isn't yes. it? Yeah. <laughs> the tyramine and the histamine and the PEA are kind of the most commonly known triggers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, we've had a few questions come through from Facebook um, from people who may suspect that they have an amine intolerance. So um, the first one is, I was diagnosed with Graves' disease two months ago and I'm taking carmabazole five milligrams BD. My naturopath advised me to eliminate high foods high in amines for a couple of months. I can't find a connection between Graves' disease and amines foods. Do you have an explanation for that? Thanks so much for your help. Uh, yeah, so I can't say for certain. I don't understand your full symptom picture and history and what's going on, but uh, your naturopath may be more specifically wanting you to avoid histamine in particular because like we've, we've been discussing that is a particular type of amine mm -hmm. um, as there is some evidence that discusses the potential link between histamine and autoimmune thyroid conditions because mm. the histamine can affect the uh, th1 and th2 cell balance this is kind of a feature of autoimmunity yeah. and histamine can also drive headaches loose bowels palpitations mm. painful periods congestion, nausea, um, and especially if any of these intensify premenstrually or right before ovulating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that may be an explanation to yeah. the high amine diet. Yeah. Um, but if you have any more questions, let us know. Yeah, um, the treatment may do very well, mm. um, so you don't have to kind of strictly avoid them. Yeah. Because that can be quite difficult. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so the next one um, is, so wanting to try this non-invasive treatment for someone with severe sensitivities to salicylates, phenols, amines, chlorine, along with a genetically compromised detox path pathway. I'm hoping there's someone who can help us. 
Yes. Uh, so yeah, the, the PAT treatments we do here um, are extremely useful, but especially for people with very severe sensitivities to the food chemicals you've mentioned, um, especially if they have a genetically compromised detox pathway. Mm -hmm. Like as we just mentioned before, yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons people become intolerant or very sensitive is they're not breaking it down properly. They may have that MAO snip and they're not getting amines out of the body efficiently. Yeah. So obviously would definitely do very well on and probably need kind of extra lipa and digestive support here yeah. to help with this. But I guess with the PAT treatments we do, um, it'll offer someone like this who's so sensitive, quite rapid and significant mm. symptom relief. Yeah. Because regardless of digestive function, I guess what we're doing here is we're desensitizing uh, someone's immune system to not react to amines anymore, yeah. or at least kind of increase their threshold. Mm. Mm. So while the digestive support and gut healing can take time, the treatments offer very quick relief. Yeah and very quickly increasing someone's thresholds to be able to handle mm. the amines and the salicylates and the phenols better while you're doing all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we also do a very popular chlorine treatment as well. Mm. Uh, we've worked with a lot of clients way. who mm. uh, work with chlorine, say in the pools yeah. or, you know, have to take their kids, kids to swimming. swimming lessons, so we yeah. do a lot of chlorine and other mm. pool chemical treatments uh, yeah. that works very well too. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, so last one is, please, could you please tell me if PAT would help my condition? I suffer severe salicylate amine additive intolerance, including inhaled salicylates, such as in perfumes, and chemical sensitivity. They cause terrible anxiety, depression, rage, and fatigue that last for about two weeks. I'm on the fail-safe diet to avoid these foods and can only eat about 11 foods without reacting. I think it's related to having extremely high intestinal strep, 99.61%, mm. and low beneficial flora, 0 to 0 0.06%. Um, pulse therapy, antibiotics, and probiotics have done nothing to fix this. Will PAT help? Hmm, so yeah. there's a lot going on there. I know. Uh, but, yeah, it will certainly will help. Mm. Um, similar to the question we just answered, it's important It's important to deal with the strep and the dysbiosis issues that you're experiencing. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, it's so incredibly stress-relieving to get these treatments done in the interim mm. while you're trying to figure all this out. Yeah. So we can at least get some symptom relief, be able to bring the salicylates and the amines back in the diet mm. the rage is the very that you mentioned sounds yeah, like that's a interesting. bit of an issue. yeah and um you know we just want to increase your threshold while you're trying to deal with this um stress mm. and gut dysbiosis and not having to be on that elimination diet mm, yeah exactly yeah so we, yeah we also test for and treat chemicals from the perfumes and mm -hmm. a whole range of other chemicals we would test you for that you may not be aware yeah, you're entering to yeah mm. mm. And, you know, if you'd like to get in touch with us personally regarding the gut testing and treatments, mm. we'd be happy to offer insights. Um, we work with many people with chronic gut issues. Yeah. Um, it's the modern age. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, some people don't respond very well mm. to initial antibiotic pulse probiotic therapy. Mm. Sometimes people need much more targeted kind of prebiotic and probiotic therapies, yeah. um, particularly with, strep that particular organism i'm not sure if you've looked much if someone has helped you look at selective biofilm treatments mm. 
prior to doing uh, any kind of antibiotic or natural antimicrobial therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot to discuss there, yeah. but there's, there's definitely yeah. hope. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work the first time for everyone, but you may just need more specific therapy yeah. um, combined with the PAT treatments. It's yeah. kind of the magic combo. Yeah, well, yeah, that's good. Well, hopefully that answers everyone's question. Um, just to give a general rundown of how our PAT treatments work. So um, basically when you come into the clinic, we use a form of muscle testing or kinesiology um, to test through a whole range of different foods, including those food chemicals like salicylates, amines, um, as well as additional ones like glutamate, um, sugars, all that kind of thing, to see what it is that is exactly triggering your symptoms. And for most people, it's a combination of um, a mixture of reactions, basically. Um, and then we do a natural allergy treatment to aim to retrain your body to no longer react to these substances. So we use a chiropractic tool to stimulate the acupressure points down the back, and this helps to retrain the body, how the body perceives the substance basically so if you do suspect that you are having reactions like this and it may be due to amines or another food chemical um, please do get in touch with us through our website which is naturalallergytreatment.com.au we have clinics around australia as well as one in new zealand in auckland um, and our numbers are 1300 853 023 if you're in australia and if you're in new zealand it's 09 5997 but yeah we look forward to hearing from you soon Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Jess. (laughs) See you next time.